0: episode 147 of the Bevan James Isle Show, an interview with John Pulley. team, welcome along to episode 147 of the Bevan James I'll Show, your fortnightly podcast on the behaviours that create a lifetime love of fitness, so you can get all the benefits that come alongside it. It's 2018 because uh, I know people listen to this in the future and it's about a week before Christmas it's actually a week before Christmas Eve and uh, I've, got a, I've got a show it's the last show of the year basically what I'm going to do over the Christmas season is I'll put an old show up one of my older interviews from a long time ago and I think I've, I know who I'm going to do so there will be a show that will come through the holiday season but then we're back into it in the new year as well so it's kind of the, what's going to happen in the next moment with the show, but today we have a guy called John Polly and Rebecca Spears actually sent me through. Rebecca Spears is, um, she is a fitness professional herself, and she just sent me an email just saying, look. I went to, I think it was FitX, which is a fitness conference in New Zealand, and she said John Pulley was a pretty amazing guest, and you should get him on the show, and he was really, in the, the presentation he did that Rebecca went to was around the idea of integrating play into fitness, um, and we do talk about that in the interview, but John's just a man who's very passionate about um, movement, uh, healthy lifestyle, and... Uh, just, you know, the important stuff that I like to reinforce. So i got him on the show. It's a it's a really long interview. We talked for about an hour, so I thought well we won't be much in the first part of today's show. I won't really talk too much right now because we want to get straight into the interview. But I think you'll enjoy this. And it's just kind of two people who enjoy trying to help people progress in life um, and just having a bit of a conversation so you can check that out in a few minutes from now but before we do i just want to say thank you to all the patrons of the show if you want to be a patron of the bevan james Isles show just go to bevanjamesisles.com and you'll see the little patreon link and what that does is just each time i release the show a little bit of your hard-earned money goes my way it helps me support what I do on this show here. And it's got a name when you become a patron, you also get a cool nickname. And Phoebe says the Stark Sanders, Michael the Hammer Noak. We've got Renee the Hawk Hawes, Michael Hardcore O'Kane, Samuel mysterious man Melino Weaver and Donald the Explorer James are all patrons of the show and I just want to say a big thank you to all the patrons of the show because you really do make a big difference in supporting me and what I do on this show. So again go to bevanjamesis.com and it's all pretty clear from there. It's pretty much the intro today because I'm going to get straight into the interview with John. Here is John Pulley right now. Radio Tim, I'm very excited to have a man by the name of John Pulley on the show. He is a a movement coach, an educator and a mentor based out of Perth in Australia and Rebecca Spears is a listener of the show and she just recommended, I think she went and saw him in Phylex and just said he was pretty phenomenal and she thought we'd be pretty aligned because obviously we must spread a similar message and so I thought I'll see if I can get him on the show and he's been pretty great at getting back to me so welcome along to the show John.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, it's very nice to hear that uh, the work has been recommended because the whole point of me doing that is to actually um, share what I'm passionate about with the world, and it's really great when you meet like-minded people and, and they share your passion. So I'm uh, I'm pretty chuffed to have had a recommendation. So so let, let's
0: let's start from the start. Give us a bit of a, a history on your kind of yourself and your career.
1: Sure. Yeah, um, I I changed career actually at 35. I was um, I had a furniture company before that, so there's there's not a huge um, carryover from from furniture into fitness except the letter F. <laughs> so uh, I I retrained completely um, and I did uh, a cert four in fitness, um, personal training diploma and a sports massage certificate. Uh, then, um, if you fast forward a couple of years from that, I went along, I was living in the UK at the time. I went along to a conference in the UK and it was kind of a, the most kind of mind opening thing I'd ever done because I got to see all these amazing people that I'm still in touch with now, like Bobby Capuccio and Ian O'Dwyer and Michelle Delcourt, you know, all these guys in 2007 were talking all the stuff that they're still talking now, except they were 10 years ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. And instantly, I went back into where I was working at the time in Edinburgh, and I just started putting all that stuff into practice. Um, Fast forward another three years, I'm living in Australia, and I'm being mentored by one of those guys, Ian O'Dwyer, um, who, you know, further I mean, what he did, the best thing he ever did for me was he further reinforced that what I think and feel, um, I can completely go with. Uh, And what I thought and felt was that we're a whole integrated unit. Um, both physically but also mentally and emotionally um, integrated into that well. and that if we can interact with people whether it be with movement or indeed in my case with manual therapy as a human being rather than a human body then it then that has to be the right the right way to go forward so I'm now a, a movement coach and a, and a movement therapist so I i work predominantly with movement these days i do very little manual this is absolutely necessary because what i want to do is move people from a place of wherever they are to a place of being better so that can be someone can come in and they've they've been debilitated by you know eight years of plantar fasciitis um, or they can come in and they're a professional athlete and they want the extra two percent and it's just, and it's my job to kind of look at the patterns in their movement and see if I can um, create change. And I, and I do that. And my, my, my kind of anatomical bible, as it were, would be Thomas Myers' Anatomy Trains. Um, so I'm taking in, into account a lot of the muscle and connective tissue approach. In amongst all of that is because we're dealing with human beings. Is that if you can create levity in emotions, then your uh, your results go up exponentially. So, for example, at, at the recent Fitex conference, I did a whole day on play, play for adults, mm. and and we integrate that into different populations. And then, how do you coach? How do you coach play? So, that, that's just as an example of where we can go. So, and I run a movement mentorship. Have run a movement mentorship for the last five years, based on all of those principles.
0: There's a couple of things coming through there. Well, there's lots coming through there, but um, what was it about that conference? You know, you said, you know, it seems like it was a bit of an, an eye-opening kind of, you know, philosophy, mm. kind of pushing kind of experience for you. Uh, what was that moment like that, you know, because you'd already kind of changed your life, but then it seems like you found alignment at that moment. What was it about that conference?
1: Yeah, it was it was pretty stunning. And, and, and if you've never been to a fitness conference out there, people, by the way, um, Go to one because you're all going to have this type of experience. I've yet to meet anyone who hasn't had this type of experience. But it was my first one. It was called FitPro. And I had no idea what to expect. I just knew that it was a lot of education across a single weekend. And I... I was in the middle of changing gyms at the time. The gym I was working at was closing down, and a client stepped forward and said, "I still think it's really important that you go." And I said, "I'm not sure I should." And she said, "I'm going to pay for you to go oh, wow. because I can see how important this would be for you." Uh, so I went, and I didn't realize that I could feel so inspired. First of all, by you know, by what was out there, because you know, I'd had these blinkers on as to what, like, personal training, as I was doing mostly at the time, as to what that meant. And suddenly, it meant a whole lot more. And suddenly, I met people that were much more aligned with what I had at at my very core, but didn't realize that that's what I was about. So sometimes, you know how it is you you're not aware of what you're aligned to, and, until you suddenly see it, and then mm-hmm. you go, ah, that's what I'm all about. And I didn't even know it existed. But I didn't even really, I couldn't even articulate what I was about until I see the expression of it in others. And that's what you'll get at a fitness conference because there is, the, everything is there on offer. If you're, if you're strength, if you're a strength and conditioning person, man, it's, it's on offer. If you're a more wellness-based person, it's on offer. If you're a more brain body, it's on offer. It's there. Uh, if you're more lighthearted, it's there. So that's that was the thing. It was realizing that the outward expression was there, and I didn't know that it existed. And in fact, I didn't even necessarily know that that's what I was about until I saw it. What's it like, you know, because
0: a lot of people, like it's interesting just based on the few minutes we've talked, but a lot of people talk about wanting to find their passion in their life, you know, and, and a lot of people will never find it because they don't create opportunity, some people just are lost in it, uh, some people have a lot of barriers that allow them to explore it. You'd kind of already started to shift a to life towards, obviously you enjoyed fitness, so you went towards that, yeah. um, but then to have that moment where obviously there was kind of that passion-filled moment, and I'm sure there was a massive energy that came afterwards, um, what was it kind of
1: like? Uh, it was uh, it's pretty cool there, I, I mean to discover to discover it almost by accident you know I didn't know that my life was going to change that weekend I just I just knew that I was going to go along and, and learn some stuff um, so to, to, to then find alignment with these approaches that I didn't I didn't even know existed it was it, it lifted me and fueled a passion that has never, it's never lost its fire from that point of view, because it was so in alignment with who I am, and 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 it's another big message from me. I mean, I talk about the word authenticity a lot, and because it unfortunately gets overused now, but in its true essence, you know, if you can live a life that's authentically, you know, it authentically projects who you are on the inside in your outside world. Mm. I don't know any people who are doing that that aren't massively passion-fueled and just along the way, happy too. And it's a matter of putting yourself into experiences that get you there. And that can be, you could do what I did and just keep going to educational stuff until you find what what you know. I found it really early and I was super lucky. Or you can get yourself a coach who will ask you all the questions that will pull that stuff out of you. They won't tell you, They won't go. What about this? What about this? What about this? They will ask you questions that will pull out this information from you, from your, from your very depths, from your very essence, and that will help you guide you to what you are truly passionate about, and then you won't have to worry about motivation anymore.
0: No, you know once you find it. The other thing I think that to add to that is um, you're very free in that moment. You know, like, um, you know, like. You don't have to worry. Loss of concern kind of fades. Like well, we're going to have worries. Don't get me wrong. But is that kind of you, you? You said it before. One of your mentors taught you to basically just trust yourself. You know, he said mm. you're doing it right. Just keep it up, and it's that kind of thing. of There's a freedom that comes when you know that you, when you know it to the core.
1: Absolutely. Um, my business is called Be Free. Uh, there you go. I didn't even know that. Look at that. <laughs> <About> that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my business is called Be Free and my mentorship is called The Next Level. Um, so the reason that I set up Be Free is because I want people to be free from what holds them back, be free to do what they want to do, and the, t- the tagline is Be Free, Be You, because uh, being yourself, in my opinion, is the ultimate freedom. Yeah. So – we want to help people find that mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever it is that they need, whatever the barriers are that are there, it is about finding that freedom of you so that then everything feels, and I don't, I, it sounds like a massive exaggeration, but everything in life generally feels better if you can truly connect and reflect what you are on the inside
0: so, so let's talk about that. You know, you, you talk about movement, lifestyle and wellness. Um, what, what do you typically see when people come to you? What are some of the typical problems? That, and I'm sure even the listeners may identify some of the things you see. What is Where's the start point that's pretty typical from what you're working with?
1: Yeah, so... As you can imagine, like it it, it sounds you know very esoteric what we're talking about at the moment where we're talking about you know just just you know everyone just being themselves mm. and reflecting in the outcome. Mm. but actually I'm a movement specialist. People come to me because there's some form of dysfunction that they want to get past most of the time. So most people that I end up in front of me as opposed to one of my coaches, one of my coaches might be doing a lot more of you know what would be traditionally seen as you know fitness training as it were. Um, albeit different to what you'd see in mainstream gyms but for the people that come to see me now I've you know my name is 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 known for getting people past issues okay so what do I see I see issues with knees backs necks and shoulders a lot um, and people need to get from from that place to a better place and ordinarily out of pain so my entry point is the physical body you know they are coming to me for movement they're not coming to me for emotional counseling Mm. they're coming to me for movement however as a result of the questions that we ask along the way uh what i can ordinarily help them with is knowing the contributory factors to this movement dysfunction and and or pain because we talk to them as human beings because we know what's going on in their mental world we get a sense of what's going on in their emotional world and we know physically what we see in front of us and we we get a bit of a history on that and overwhelmingly what you'll see is you won't see someone come in with a physical issue that has a purely physical cause unless it's been an impact injury there is always there are always other elements to their their pain that come from those other realms of mental and emotional too so our entry point is physical so what we need to do then is go okay then To help free these restrictions where we see the restrictions, which normally is not where they have the pain, here's some great movements that we can put you through that will help start opening up your body, create more freedom in your body, and also create some stabilization, let's call it strength, in their system also to help reinforce those new positions where their body may function a lot better. But along the way, we can then talk to them about hydration. We can then talk to them about, you know, stress levels and sleep and all those other things that are contributory factors to that. But there are some people that I actually refer out for that have come to me with physical pain. I refer them out to emotional counselors because I know absolutely that what I can do is so limited if they go back to the same emotional life that they are currently living.
0: Mm. Do you find resistance to that? Do you find resistance to, you know, like people trying to, you know, you because you, sometimes we want to, well, maybe not want to, but people live in denial, you know, and then um, they come to you for an injury, you know, and you're like, they see, you know, and then suddenly you're like, hey, back it up, there's deeper here, and I'm like, whoa, you know, like, what's, what's that, you know, what, what do you experience in that
1: case? It uh, depends on the people. So ordinarily, uh, that's not a, a a first session conversation. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> However... It can be a third session conversation and and it's actually a pretty good third session conversation if if you've made very little progress and you are incredibly confident that what you have taken them through would have created physical, you know, change had there not been other factors um, in play, then absolutely uh, there's more to it than that. And and, and I'm I'm a big one for whilst my scope may be Fairly wide when it comes to movement. I still know that you know I'm not I'm not a trained emotional counsellor, for example. You know I'm not an osteopath. You know all those kind of different things. So it's it's from a credibility point of view, and this is kind of a message to the world, really. From a credibility point of view, you are better to refer out in those circumstances than than try to model through on your own. You don't you can't possibly know everything, and people understand that about you. Yeah. So um, so coming back to that, yes. For some people, it might be a conversation I do not have because it is so obvious from their, from, from the personality traits that they have shown in the sessions that you've done with them. And so from that point of view, it would be a matter of going, okay, then here's what I've done. This ordinarily would, would work in these circumstances. There are other factors at play. Um, but what I don't want to do is continue to take your money if what I do is very limited in terms of the result that you are looking for. Mm. Um but for other people it's uh, you know it will be a genuine sit down on heart to heart and hey look these are the other things that are going on. This is how they can contribute to your physical body. This is how the effect of these emotions or this this mental state can affect your physical body. This is what I'm seeing in you and those patterns can't currently changing. So I feel like you need some help from a person that can help you with those patterns, because then the movement stuff will take care of itself. Then you can come back to me and do some fun stuff when you're ready, kind of thing. That is that kind of a conversation, because I think a lot of the time, well, almost all the time, people have heard of psychosomatic illness and psychosomatic mm-hmm. symptoms, but they, but, but, but the modern day thing is, 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 is people like Bruce Lipton and Dr. Lisa Rankin talking about, you know. But biology of belief in 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 um, Bruce lipton's case, and you know um, mind over medicine in Dr. Lisa Rankin's case. Just and they're talking about okay, then it's actually what's going on in our lives in general that will affect our physical bodies, and this these are the stepping stones as to how one affects the other. It's not oh, it's kind of all airy and out there. All oh, how how does it all work? It just gets in there somehow. No, these are the physical steps. These are the hormone releases. These are the changes in your in the in the circumstances in your blood that are a result of a belief system that then changes the cellular expression of your DNA, mm-hmm. and that's that's what's underlying all of that stuff. And 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 it's just people are you know there aren't enough people that that know about it or talk about it or indeed in our industry, in my opinion, <laughs> maybe they're not confident enough in actually. Um, Getting that message across because it it might sound way too out there for a lot of people. Whereas um, I'm I'm more than happy to talk about it because you know I've seen it in action so many times. So I can I can be more confident about it.
0: And also, it's important to acknowledge that you are a trusted. Um, advisor or a trusted person in somebody's life you build rapport you build trust they they open you know like you know our doctor sees the real you you know because they kind of have to in many cases and so and you are in a trusted position as well and so it's like well with this influence how am I going to use it and instead of kind of shying away from it it's allowing to open up the person to the guidance they need
1: yeah absolutely uh we we occupy a massively privileged position Mm -hmm. in people's you know we we Mm -hmm. see them for normally when we have a session with them like all my sessions are one hour so so people to spend a whole hour with you though they may get 10 minutes with a doctor they you know they'll get 20 minutes with a physio so one hour and normally every week or more than once every week we get that time with them so you know you know us and hairdressers pretty much um, we get the most time with them we get to know You know their inner world better than most people and you know there's you know i had five people in my little small group this morning you know and i know i know a heap about their lives and their history over the last five years and things like that you know that's that most people meeting them just don't know um i you know and i may know even know some of their you know the things that they find intimidating in life i might know some of their hang-ups you know all of those different things and you just know it's an incredibly intimate relationship mm-hmm. for, for one that is not not kind of romantic or best friend. It's an incredibly intimate relationship. And, and again, another thing I talk about when I talk to, to kind of new coaches in the industry is is that when you qualify, you think you're in the body business, but you're actually in the relationship business. So it, it's a completely different kind of take on what you're oh, yeah, I'm going to let go and learn about how the physical body functions and then how to manipulate the physical body to get a physical result. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden there's all this other stuff that's, that's factored in like injuries, emotional pain um, you know, their mood that they come in and how well they can train, how that might affect posture. And it's just suddenly, it's just like, Oh my God, this is, this is actually, there's so much more to it because actually what you're taking on is the entirety of a human being. Um, And, and what we think we can do is change the entirety of a human being by doing a physical manipulation to get a physical result. And there's just so much more to, to it than that. I don't want to kind of scare people off coming into the profession, but genuinely, if you
0: oh, but but, like the, the, but it, the other side of it is is how rewarding is it when you achieve that?
1: It's it's just stunning i mean that and and again you know you don't need to find the fuel the fuel finds you when it comes to you know your passion and your motivation because things are you you create and change with people that is you know very positive um and for some you know life-changing and you are there as part of that process as the catalyst but you know at, at, at no point should you ever think that you are the reason for it um, because then, you know, our egos are getting too involved in that. What you've got to realise is that you are part of this entire process, but mm. who gets people there is themselves. And, and so so we are both, you know, we're guides, we're, you know, we're people who can connect, we're people who can build relationships, with people who can guide change, um, help manage change. But who's the person who's actually really doing the work? It's your client, yeah. and we must never get that I it's, I think sometimes we can get um, carried away thinking wow look at the look at what I've done mm. to the world you now what you've done is you've been an influence in in many lives that have changed for the positive but each of those lives is taken that human being to be brave and courageous and make those changes mm. and be dedicated and committed to those changes so that that actually happens yes, you can feel great about it because we can feel great on their behalf, the fact that we've um, helped someone like that. But we must never kind of take on board that we were the change. We were involved in the change. But those clients are the ones that have made the change. They are the ones that have taken those steps. um, And that's a pretty awesome thing to be involved in.
0: With um, regards to going back to kind of stress and, 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 you know, your kind of holistic kind of whole approach to getting the person to where they need to get to, just what are some of the common problems you see create the stresses that you're seeing at the other end of it, you know, like if someone's listening to this, because, you know, like when I do a public talk, one of the talks I do is kind of put your hand up if you're you're busy, and you know, everyone puts their hand up, you know, we kind (laughs) of create stressful lives nowadays, and so, um, and the pressure that we have upon ourselves is is pretty pretty demanding, what are some of the things that you would say people really need to be aware of on a stress level to look after themselves on that front?
1: Uh, so it, it's a it's a huge subject, I should say first of all. Yeah, true. So I, I might pick some some factors here, and then there might be people listening going, "Well, he, he didn't mention these ten other things that mm-hmm. I can think of." No, I'm just we're, we're gonna we'll, let's, let's talk about a few things, but but certainly when it comes to stress, I think most people. Don't even realize some of the time that they are stressing their system And what I mean by that is is that the nature of our world today is quite different So so there was a time that human beings would have some intense work to do and then some For one of a better term intense rest afterwards So there will be periods through the day Where there would be high activity and workload and then there will be periods of the day where it's actually much l- lower activity. Um, and, for example, in the evenings, it would be eating and then sitting around a fire and talking. You know, that, that is social connection. It's uh, blowing off steam. It, it's stress reduction. It's a slow end to the day and then into a, into a rest period. Uh, the way our lives are now is that there is so much that we are cramming into our days and the, 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 the better technology gets and the better, you know, mechanical engineering gets is that we can actually fit even more into the same amount of time. So a normal day doesn't have a, a hiatus in it quite often for people to actually have that time where they are intently doing nothing. So, you know, one of the things that, that, you know, is out there now is that, you know, boredom is good for you, but only, you know, in limited portions. But times when you are just still and really not doing a lot, I don't know very many people that have that unless they are getting along to their yoga class every day or actually taking time out to, to meditate. But it's a, but from my point of view, a lack of stillness at some point in the day is one of the big things that would Change so many lives. So that would be number one. Number two is the nature of our attitude towards work stress, um, towards stress in general. So you know, there's there's a there's an awesome well, there's a lot of awesome TED talks out there, but but there's one by um, uh, one a lady called Kelly McGonigal, um, and she's done one called "Making Stress Your Friend." And 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 basically, what the research shows is that Actual stress is certainly an issue, but it is our attitude to stress that is a bigger issue and is actually more impactful. So, for example, we are so constantly bombarded with the message that stress is bad that then when we feel that that kind of tightening of the grip through our stomach of stress, we then interpret that as bad, and then we worry, we stress about okay. the stress.
0: So, so you're now, layering it on top of each other, which just kind exactly. of, yeah...
1: So, whereas people are, the the words that Kelly McGonigal would use are the people that, that actually see stress as a challenge rather than as a threat, they have the same outcomes in terms of mortality rates as the people that are experiencing virtually no stress. So, in other words, because they're saying, okay, then, yes, I'm under a bit of stress at the moment, but it is, you know, they can interpret it by saying, but it's making me a bit sharper and more aware and a bit more laser focused. So I'm going to be able to deal with this situation better as a result of that rather than, oh, my God, I'm under so much stress. I'm going to get cancer early. They're two very different attitudes towards stress. So so number two would be think about how you think about stress and then take some steps to help you reinterpret what your experience of stress is and. Mm look at the benefits of that because you know there, there's a you know everyone talks about cortisol release but actually there's benefits to cortisol release there's not benefits to cortisol release if it's all that you do all day every freaking day do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so so that they, they, just as a, as a couple of more left fielders that that for me would be what i see is you know yes incredibly busy days because it's almost like we're not allowed to not be busy so take moments of, of, of time where you actually are just zoning out. And, and B is, you know, how do you think about stress? What's your relationship with stress? Uh, and, and going back to moments of stillness, that doesn't mean, so for some people who are really high energy, the idea of sitting down and doing nothing is just hellish. I'm not suggesting that your stillness can't still be movement. So, one, you know, I'm lucky. I'm I've got uh, the beaches of Western Australia right on my doorstep here, so I can just go for a walk on the beach. And there there is a way of creating stillness in your day, but still involves environmental connection um, and some quiet, relaxed time um, in our in the environment on which we were born mm. to reconnect with yourself and with and with the planet on which we um, reside.
0: Mm, yeah i totally agree with that um and and one thing i always talk about is to understand but by taking that you know if we if we're if if we're busy we're overloaded to understand you're actually better off when you work if you take that time aside you know that you're more productive if you actually because like i I have a meditation habit and i've done it for years and i also play the piano every day and those are kind of my two moments Uh you know because i do so much exercise it's not exercise isn't really that for me um but if i don't meditate I'm not as productive in the afternoon. Like it's, you know, so yeah. Even if you throw it on its head, it's like, well, actually, you're going to be more effective in the thing that's kind of overloading your life if you actually take the time, you know, to do those those kind of stillness moments you talk about.
1: Absolutely, and I, I've I've done a a session at FitX just recently called Recovery Isn't Just Sleep. Mm. Um, so, and that was just going through. I had about 15 different alternatives to to sleep, and that, that's not because I, sleep isn't amazing because it is. You know, it's definitely number one on the list for recovery, but but it was in an, an answer to you know my situation. I've got a two-year-old, a three-year-old, and a five-year-old, and my sleep doesn't get dictated by me. Yeah. It gets dictated by what they're doing. So a lot of the time, I didn't get to sleep as much as I would love to um, sleep for restorative measures. Um, and then constantly seeing messages in social media saying this. Look at the importance of sleep. Was getting to the point where it was irritating and stressful um, ah, on okay. t- yeah that I wasn't already sleeping. So it goes back to, like, to the with-
0: stress factor, isn't it? I'm not sleeping, you know, but I'm stressing about not sleeping, so I'm not going to sleep.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's, it's worse because then you're just getting this constant bombardment of a message that actually isn't helpful to those people that don't have the choice in their life as to how much sleep yeah, they get. Yeah,
0: great point,
1: yeah. So yeah. I, did, I did a session called Recovery Isn't Just Sleep just just to kind of say, okay, then there, there are a lot – Lots of other ways to restore yourself, mm. and and it's things like you know time with people you love, time doing what you love, smiles, hugs, laughter, um, yes, meditation, taking a massage, taking a walk, all those other things. Um, play was one of those as well. So I did I did my own little bit of um, bit of research just um, uh, on outdoor time. So I got about thirty people just just kind of going. Give me mood, energy, and stress scores before and after a period of time outdoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did I did the same thing for play. Um, I did the same thing for um, quiet time or meditation. And I did the same thing for another one that I've even forgotten right now. And so what I wanted to look at is what the improvements are there. And what we found was like like outdoor time; it it increases your energy levels by by twenty plus percent on average. For some people, fifty to sixty percent. Mm -hmm. um, Play exactly the same. All the all the stats came through, and the averages were. Uh, between 20 and 22 percent improvements in all of those things oh it was actually spending time with someone you love um you know like a conversation or just just a sit down so social connection in in, incredibly important outdoor time incredibly important you know any time in nature um play time um just laughter in it in itself um creates a a, a cascade of um, hormonal change that again is very restorative for for our bodies. So there's a whole heap of other stuff that you can do that you can talk to clients about that will help them recover if they are those clients that physically don't get de- get to control how much sleep they have. Because if you just keep telling them, "Oh, you really should be sleeping more." All that's going to do is you can end up in the same places as, as, as I was, and um, you're going to start getting irritated by those people that, that are saying that. It's almost like you you you're going to get angry at the person for posting a message, which is a great message. Yeah,
0: yeah. But <laughs> but, but they, they don't get your
1: life, out. you know. So <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: And so, would you say to somebody who's listening to this, or or a client, or something like that, you'd say you want to plan to inject those types of activities consciously into your day?
1: Yeah. So and you habitualize of- them, I suppose. Yeah, we need we need to know our clients. So so we need to know what do they love doing, who do they love being around, because because they're the things that are going to completely change. Life. And in fact, you know, what exercise have they done? You know, what movement, what activity have they done in the past that they absolutely love? Mm. Because we want to try and create those um, create those and put them into their lives. Because it shouldn't take any more time than the time they're currently using. So if they if they love doing a certain thing. Well do that thing rather than the thing that you hate doing oh, yeah. and you use the same amount of time. Um, if you've got people that are in your life that you're just disconnected from but you love them, man, you know, we have so many ways of being connected to people now. Just connect with them. Honestly, you can if while you're doing your little you know, your walk on the beach, reconnecting with the earth that you live on, press the button that says call, you know, best friend. Um, and do that so you've got social connection thrown in there as well there's a heap of people in your life that would be more than happy to have a few more hugs um it's just a matter of actually creating an awareness of that and then going through the list of all those items by the way if people want the notes for that i'm more than happy to send the notes for recoveries and just sleep well well, we will see them through me i'll put them in um, the show notes if you want to go through through. yeah yeah so just just um just look through the through the list and go. What realistically could you put into your life? Because you know things will change completely. The other morning, I got up and I'd had a really bad sleep because you know me and my wife, you know, share duties. So I'll do a night, she'll do a night, I'll do a night. So I'd got up. It was been a bad night, and I was pretty grumpy and and getting frustrated really really quickly, short fuse, etc. And then I remembered, hey, you're the guy that lectures on this stuff, <laughs> maybe. You should put some of this in action. So I immediately I just stopped in this mid thought of being annoyed, and I went and found each of my children, gave them a great big hug. So I got this kind of this connection bond going on. Um, and then I put a bit of music on to my phone and started messing around and playing with the kids, you know, along with the music. Genuinely, I, honestly, ten minutes later, I'm a different man. Mm. Um, And yet my sleep circumstances were exactly the same. I'm still just as fatigued, but my mood and my energy levels and my stress, all completely different because of the positive actions that I've taken. And it took me no more time of that morning. I was still able to get the kids to school on time, for example, um, that morning by doing that. It took me just the same amount of time. It's just a matter of creating the awareness and what could I fit in at that point in time. What I could fit in was hugs and play. So that was easily done so it's a matter of finding those things and integrating them to your life but you need to be aware of it first and you need to be aware that they even are are important
0: yeah well I like looking at it as like a toolbox isn't it what's my toolbox and when do I use I, I, when I you're about the bet analogy Batman he's got the bat belt and he's got a set of tools and what's the right tool to use right now isn't it and it's kind of the more I can see the better options I have or the, or the, the more expensive options I have then I have better tools mm-hmm. for all times in life don't I
1: yeah absolutely absolutely i mean and and being like again connecting with who you are on the inside and knowing what what you're all about on the inside and what you respond to best just being you know, being you is is totally your superpower
0: so um rebecca was from um obviously saw you doing the play kind of talk that you do i uh, do you want to talk about yeah. that i'm kind of curious about this obviously play is pretty important but you kind of took it to another level so tell us about that
1: well, I mean, yeah, there's a few of us talking about it. And, and the, the thing with, with that is, what, number one, you know, one of the, the, the kind of factors that people don't realize is that, that humans are the only mammals that, that are actually geared to play throughout life. It's just that we get we take ourselves too seriously at a certain point and ego comes in. And we can't put that on one side and, and continue playing because it's seen as kind of frivolous and, you know, in, in, in some way not adult, which is which is an odd thing because it's actually it's just it's it's what we're all about. We are naturally we are wired to play. Uh, my my playfulness is is there whether it comes out as as jokes or as as, um, you know, physically you know, physically using my body. It's it's there the whole time. And I, I know in the past, some people haven't taken, you know, taken my, say, for example, my lectures as seriously other, as other people's because I make jokes throughout. But what, what the people that really enjoy my stuff note is that they actually come away remembering more because no. it was more lighthearted. So here's my big thing with play is that a, it releases a whole heap of really great hormones. So we've got oxytocin, dopamine. Dopamine incidentally turns on the learning centres of your brain. Um, there's there's a stat from a from a, a doctor in the states, Dr. Karen Purvis, and she says that you know true learning, in other words, the stuff that hardwires into your system, for learning uh, by rote, it will take you about 400 repetitions to to create true learning. Whereas if you learn it through play. It's 12 repetitions. Wow. So the, you know, your ability to to be more, um, to be to, for cognitive function to be improved, better when you've played. Your mind is far more creative, having had a dose of play, um, because it takes you into places that you wouldn't ordinarily go. So yes, you could for the same amount of energy, you can do three sets of 10 of something, which is repetitive in nature. Or for the same amount of energy, you could play a game with someone for, say, 90 seconds. That wires your brain and creates connections between neurons and new new neurons much more effectively than the three sets of 10, for example. I haven't, by the way, I have nothing, no problems with people doing three sets of 10. That's really, really good for you, too. Uh, So the other thing that I I connect playing with is that it tends to be a whole body action when we do it. So when we are playing a game, we're using our entire system and everything is joined to everything else. You know, my, my left big toe and my right big, my right big thumb, my right thumb, um, are, are joined one continuous chain of tissue and nervous system is wired that way. Our organs are form, you know, our blood system, our, um, nervous system and our fascial system. They're all body wide. You take everything else away and leave just that they're all, the shape of a human. So it brings the whole body together as one, but it in brings the whole body together with your uh, mind and emotions as well. It brings those together, though, in a much more relaxed state because when you are it's more light hearted, what then um, happens is that your freedom of movement, your range of movement is improved. So effectively, you are actually working more efficiently when you play then you will be doing a serious drill. On top of that, it creates this uh, state where you are totally in the moment. If I get, let's say, um, if I got a balloon out and we're playing this balloon, whatever, whatever. The, I've got forty-nine balloon games. So yeah. if if we are doing a balloon game, people get so focused on on the balloon and what they need to do with the balloon they aren't thinking about how many likes they've got on social media or what's for dinner tonight mm. or the fact that you know little johnny has, has got a bit of a sore knee at the moment all they are thinking about is what they need to do with that balloon next so it brings them completely into that moment and there's a saying uh, that says you know if you're living in the past you're depressed and if you're living in the future you're anxious but you're if you're living in the now you're happy there is no greater way an easier way to create people being in the moment right now than by playing a game because they will not be thinking about anything else at that point in time so that is a holiday from life Mm. is to to. so you get the physical functioning better you get the mental functioning better you get levity of emotions which creates you know serotonin dopamine oxytocin endorphin are all flooding the system as well in terms of so imagine that as a de-stressor tool and then what I've been talking about more recently, which which for me I think there's I, I would love to see a book written on this. I'm probably not the guy to write it, but the the flow state. So flow state when we are when we are working at our you know our ultimate capabilities. Um, when people talk about being in the zone in sport, they're in that flow state. So when we are working at our utmost level, it's in flow state. Mm. So. If you look at, um, there's a guy called Mihaly... I've interviewed him, mate. I've, I've, I've had
0: him on the show. I've interviewed
1: him before. So yeah. you've had him on the site Yeah. Okay, so it's the seven states. There's our seven principles which, which you would adhere to in order to be in flow state. Mm. If you look at those and you are playing the right type of game with the right type of person, you will hit all seven levels of flow state. So in other words, you are completely in that place. So play and flow are interchangeable in in my eyes if you know how to tailor play to each individual human, which is one of the things that we did uh, on the day of play, as I called it, was actually going, okay, then how do you find out enough about a a human being to know the type of play that you need to do for that type of population, Mm. fully appropriate, so they enter flow state. So that's, um, that's kind of my, that's where I take it.
0: And, and I did see your notes, and you kind of had the athletic population, and the, you know the, there was different levels for what you're kind of going to give them. I'm kind of curious um, for those listening, because I'm sure people are listening to this right now and are like, yeah, this kind of makes sense, and I get it. But where do I find play in my world? You know, because yeah. you know, for an adult population, these things aren't set up so much, are they? You know, like you might get you might get one influencer or one person who seems to get it and got it together. But how often in our everyday life do we get opportunities? to play and, and you know like i'm sure there's the minor levels like joking with your mates and stuff like that but even on the physical level like how do we start to incorporate those and what should we be looking for to make to get this into our life
1: yeah i mean uh, luckily enough there's there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of trainers out there coaches out there now that understand play enough so that if you are actually working with uh, a coach or a trainer and whether it be in a group environment or or in a, um you know one on one, there are quite a few out there that actually understand the benefits of it and realize that it's not the it's not one of these things that's a distraction from like the serious business of training. It actually is an integral part of training to get the best effect for for a human. Um, so there are people out there so if you're working with those and, and I can almost guarantee that there's, there'd be a heap of boot camps now that are starting to put games in their in their mm. sessions because there, there's some there's some I get a lot of group outdoor group instructors coming to my to my stuff now and and there's other people that are out there teaching about play also. In terms of into your life, it's really easy when you have kids. Yeah. Um, it's it's just so very, very easy. So if you're if you're talking about okay then we're in an adult world um with other adults and we don't have access to either of those things, if you are open to it, you will find opportunities to play. So, you know, as an example, there's 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 a heap of stuff on my YouTube channel which which you can just go and, and look up and you can go, Okay, then we'll play the High Fives game. And and in provided you have other people that are open to it, then It'll happen. It's just so very, very easy. And there are m- far more people open to play than you would ever realize. So as an example, I saw a little video. Uh, I get tagged into stuff a lot, which is, which is, I love, I love because it, it, it kind of, uh, it, it, means that people, when they think lighthearted thoughts, they think of me. Yeah, so, There was a video I was tagged into the other day and it was a guy and he's just standing on a street in a, in an American city with two pillows and then he throws a pillow oh, I know. at a, this
0: one. Yeah.
1: Yep. a passing stranger and just goes, come on then, and they have a pillow fight in the middle of the street and having never met. So, uh, yes, of course, some people throw the pillow straight back at him and say, not for me. That's absolutely fine. That's their personality, and that's not what they're into. Absolutely fine. But there are far more people out there willing to play than you realise. You just have to create opportunities like that. So you need to... You need Again, reflect your playfulness on the outside if you have it on the inside, and people will actually respond to that. It's just a matter of you being a little bit brave with regard to that. But I tell you, there's, um, there's another great uh, Kiwi, uh, Lauren Parsons, and her snack on exercise movement, which is all about fitting one-minute rounds of some form of exercise in your day. Why can that not be a game? I'm, I'm lucky enough to be on her advisory board and supplying content for that um and why can it not be a game it's just so it's just such a no-brainer for me it's just like you can go and do a few shuttle runs or you can play a game with a with another human being it's it's pretty damn cool and it to me it's not difficult again if you have some awareness and a few little kind of tools in the back of your mind which is which you know you can look up online easily enough you know just just um play time. but i did i did stuff for For chair bound populations, right through to elite athletes, Mm. just to give examples of what you can actually do based on complexity and intensity um, for each different population. And it's, there's, you know, we did 40 games on the day, but, you know, genuinely, there is no end to it. But you need to tap into another creative mind for doing that.
0: Well, and and, um, I I suppose one other thing to add to that is, uh, you know, kind of be the person who makes it acceptable, or you know what I mean? Like, like I, I like, like, like you, I'm in front of a lot of people every week. My like, and my inner personality is kind of a silly character. You know, like I very much am just a bit of a fool, really. Um, and but my foolishness allows others to be fool foolish. You know, like when I teach, like I'll teach classes to 100 people, um, and I'll get them to do the most stupidest things because it's just my fun. But it allows them yeah. to go there. And and so if you know people in your life who are that personality, kind of attach yourself to them and kind of jump on board with the thing they're doing. And and I suppose ultimately allow yourself to be there in other people's lives as well.
1: Bevan, it's a fantastic point. Um, Creating, you know, being that space in people's lives where that is safe and fully accepted, but not just accepted, but embraced Mm. is, is, it's just a wonderful role that you fulfill in people's lives there. And, and, you know, there's, um, in fact, there's a there's a business in in Melbourne a, a Thea Baker runs called Space Inc. and it's all about creating a space where people can can be who they are kind of, kind of thing. If we can be that space for people to play, put their egos to one side and just play, uh, and that be absolutely fine and that be welcomed and embraced, man. That's that's a what an awesome thing that you are providing for people if you are doing that i mean you are such an important person in in their lives if if you if they can be silly and it be fully accepted and embraced oh man that's awesome
0: well well thank you but uh, but more importantly for me it's like um so you give people permission um and you let them be free but then there's also deeper human connection and to me that's like to me that's the real value of exercise like i i've running businesses and stuff like this and for me Movement is also about human connection. And the more we can create genuine human connections between people, the healthier society will be. Um And so it's that kind of thing of we have an opportunity to actually let people express and, and connect. And when they have these game play together, you know, at the end of it, they're laughing together. And then suddenly they're a bit more open to each other, aren't they? You know, and Absol- and, that's, and how powerful uh, is that?
1: It's incredibly powerful because you can take two strangers and – there is no faster way to connect those two on mental, emotional and physical levels than then playing a game together. So, you know, in, in I've done the same thing in so many sessions. Within one minute, you've got two people that are laughing and playing together and, and physically in contact yeah. with each other a lot as well. And it's just like, bang, there you go. There's, there's a relationship that's been formed faster than in any other way that you could possibly do it. Purely by playing it, you know, playing a game, and, and they say that laughter is the shortest distance between two people, don't they? Mm. Um, so that's you know that that for me is is pretty damn powerful.
0: So um, if people want to get involved with what you're doing, um, where would they go? And um, you know, just kind of give yourself a plug, I suppose. <laughs>
1: um, I have um, I'll I'll send you the links so that people can can kind of um, follow these, but but certainly I've got a. Uh, my facebook page uh, be free has just got it's got about eight years of content on it now and it's and it's all about exactly this message um that we've been talking about today so that would be a good one to follow and that uh, and that wouldn't be that wouldn't cost them a penny they just ask to join the group um and there's people all around the world that are either in the industry or they are enthusiasts for you know anything movement based yeah the next um, thing, if they want to do more, is obviously you know look, look out for me in terms of any um, sessions that I'm doing uh, across the country in terms of Australia and New Zealand. And, there. and I may be going into Asia a little next year. We'll see. Um, so from that point of view, look out for those, and I will um, promote those through the be Free page. If you are interested in doing the mentorship program, or it's called the next level mentorship program for example then i'm doing that both uh, australia and in new zealand and um, so if you want to look at that again i can um, send you the link and the link is actually as part of an event on the be Free facebook group as also uh, and there is actually one coming up in your hometown bevan mm-hmm. in march that still has space so on the first so it's a three day it starts three day Education so it's the 1st to the 3rd of March next year in Christchurch and What we do is the education is appraisal right first of all it's myofascial anatomy then it's an Appraisal then it's mobility then it's training then it's recovery then it's business across those three days But the the program itself is actually four months long because then there's group and individual mentoring that happens after that so that everyone can reinforce their learning Um, from from that point of view as well. So that uh, is another uh, way of, of getting. If you really wanted to jump in with both feet and adopt this this uh, approach, or in fact just have it accepted and embraced and ratified, then you can do the movement mentorship with me. And I'm I'm immensely proud of of the mentorship program because we are producing quite incredible uh, talents from. That program, people that have really put themselves out there, embraced it, and gone with it, and there are some absolutely top top flight people um, across New Zealand right now that are um, are in my stable, as it were. I'm immensely proud of them.
0: Awesome. Well, I'll put I'll put all the links to all those things in the show notes. Um, just any kind of last thing you want to say before we finally wrap it up.
1: Well, I, I'm I'm just going to reinforce this this point of of being yourself and that that for me is just it's so important because there are there's not just a you know a relaxation of your stress response to things when you are reflecting who you are authentically but also your physical body will improve as well on top of that the way you attract you know your tribe as it were is by putting out whoever you are putting that out there in the world those people that you are meant to have in your life will then find their way to you mm-hmm. because you are shining all the colors that you are they will be attracted by those colors based on the colors that they currently emit so from that point of view that is is the the biggest tip that i can give to anyone for a, just for a happy life let alone for a successful career but those people that you most respect and admire in the world Take a look at them. Are they being the same as lots of other people or are they being different? Are they being special in some way? Because our you know, our unique superpower is who we are ourselves. There is no one else that can do a better job of being you than you. So please put that out there into the world because A, you will be more successful and I can guarantee you, you'll be, you'll be happier. Um, but B, we owe it to the world to put our uniqueness out there because if not we are um, lessening that pool that is this amazing pool of talent that we are we are lessening that by trying to be something other than than that so from my point of view be unapologetically yourself make sure you put that out there into the world so that other people can benefit from who you are we owe it to everyone else um, to be who we are and put that out there into the world and we owe it to ourselves to be that what
0: a great way to finish. Thank you so much for your time, mate. And uh appreciate appreciate a lot.
1: Absolute pleasure, Bevan.
0: So there is my interview with John Pulley. Um obviously pretty interesting guy and a great insight. And uh I just love that last message. When you think about it, eh, you know, just the aims to be yourself. It's it's you know, like it's not rocket science, is it? And I think you do Good service to the world when you can get to a place where you are free to be yourself. And, and it's interesting as we hit this last time of the year, and it, it's always a self-reflection period of the year, isn't it? It's kind of a good time to to kind of do some assessment on that stuff. If, if you've got some downtime over the holiday break, to give yourself a moment just to do some self-reflection in ways that can really help you navigate through next year and it's something to think about as well anyway uh if you want to become a patron of the show actually sorry before i say that if you want to get all the links that john mentioned in the show just go to bevanjamesos.com i'll put all the links in the show notes so you can get all his information there Um, if you want to become a patron go to bevanjamesos.com as well and you can just see the link to the patreon page um if you want to email the show James at gmail is my email and you can also just uh promote the show in your world either by social media or have whatever way you feel is possible um that's pretty much me for today i will be so what's happening over the holiday break is i'm going to do a blast from the past podcast which is just one of the interviews from the early days i actually think i'm going to put lads dodds on which was a great interview i did early on um, about addiction, and it was a really great interview, so I might put that one on. And then I've actually got a re- I'm doing the interview tomorrow, so based on, you know, it's, what, it's Monday, was it, the 18th today? Um, 17th, Monday, 17th of December today. So tomorrow I'm doing an interview with this man who... Um, is a fascinating story, quite a quite a famous New Zealand, well not famous but getting well known in New Zealand around behaviour change. Uh, he got done for murder and spent time in jail as a young man, he basically, I don't know the full story, but you'll find that in the podcast, but basically from what I know, kind of half-heartedly, um, got done for murdering his drug dealer as a young man, spent time in jail, came out of jail, turned his life around now and has become quite an influential figure in kind of health and behaviour change within New Zealand so he's got a pretty fascinating story and I'm really looking forward to getting on the show so it's going to be coming up after New Year's basically so look out for that coming up in New Year's I'm looking forward to 2019 it's going to be another big year for us so you guys have an amazing New Year's and Christmas time and have a lovely time for your family and your friends and we'll see you in 2019 it's me out for the show